0: Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim, and today we're going to tackle a question that pops up frequently around here. I get asked probably, I'd say, once a week minimum, and it gets posted in our Facebook group frequently as well. It's the where should I start question, but this is a very specific type of where should I start because it's coming from someone who's had a bit of exposure to the Amazon selling opportunity the topic that we talk about so much around here. And I'm going to remind you why we talk about it so much. It's not that I woke up one day and I was internally excited and committed to Amazon. There's a different reason there. It has nothing to do with my internal excitement level. So I'm going to explain that. But people say, hey, you know, should I be doing this Amazon thing that you guys are talking about? Or I've got this other project over here that I'm passionate about, interested in. It's a hobby of mine. It's something that I have on my mind. I've always wanted to write a book. I've always wanted to start a blog. I've got this thing over here that is kind of in my brain, that I want to use the internet creatively to grow and do something with. And I'm going to lay a lot of foundation here before I jump to the conclusions. And we also had a great Facebook post in our group where people gave me their ideas, and I'll be referencing that as well. I'm actually clicking over to it right now so I can reference that because there were some very intelligent and insightful comments made from the people in the community as well. And you can jump in and add your comments too. We'll stick it in the show notes. So, you can jump into the conversation. That link will be the same place every link is when you are listening to this show. You probably have this memorized for the new folks. Hey, here's the one link you need to write down silentjim.com slash podcast. Silent and then Jim, that's me, J I M dot com slash podcast. So, we'll have a link to the discussion in our Facebook group, which is free to join. 51,000 plus business building warriors from around the world. It's an awesome group. If you're not a part of it yet, you really should be. Okay. So I'm comparing Amazon, the Amazon selling opportunity, which some people would consider to be kind of boring, maybe brainless, predictable, like, yeah, just do the steps and you're making some money. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm not passionate about that. I'm much more interested in my blog about 14th century poetry or, you know, or it could be something more modern. I don't know what it is. People have all kinds of different passions, hobbies, interests, et cetera. Which way should I go with this? Or I've spent my, here's another way to spin it. I've spent my whole career in industry X. I'm a construction worker. I know construction I know how to build houses. I'm a contractor. I've been doing it my whole life. You know, can I create content in that arena? And maybe make some money, you know, teaching younger people how to do what I do because I've got a lot of experience and knowledge in my head. Is that something I should do instead of the Amazon thing? And you're going to detect a lot of nuanced answers here. There's not one clear path through the forest that applies to everybody here, but there are some foundational principles that certainly apply to everybody. I'm going to address those and then get into some very specific advice today that hopefully helps the vast majority of listeners. Or checking out this show today. And this might be one that you want to recommend over to someone else as well. If they're struggling with, Hey, what's this internet thing in regards to how can I make some money part-time work from home side gig? What are the legitimate opportunities out there? Let me lay a little bit more foundation and remind you. The title of this podcast is silent sales machine radio. Where's that silent sales machine concept come from? Well, that's a book that I titled, and some would argue I titled it poorly, but it's been around so long that it's got a brand of its own now. Many, many years ago, oh, what are we, at? coming up on 20 years probably, it's in version 10. And the book is about, it's always been about what I see based on the people around me, my own experience, the community around me, as the lowest hanging fruit, legitimate business opportunities on the internet. And as a reminder, we've hosted seven, well, six at this point, Soon to be seven very successful big events for our community. And we called those our CES events. That acronym, CES, comes right out of the Silent Sales Machine book. And if you've not read that book yet, you need to grab a copy. It's five bucks, silentsalesmachine.com. It will help you put your head on straight. Just think of it as a, some glasses that you put on that helps you see a filter of the internet. And you can instantly, within seconds, any opportunity, any new business course, idea, strategy, creative guru, event that you want to attend, training seminar, whatever, you'll have these glasses and it's like a red light, green light glasses that you can wear the rest of your life. I mean, it's been basically the same pair of glasses for the past 15 years. That book will give you a pair of glasses that you can put on and see the internet differently. You'll see red light or green light. Is this something I should pursue or not? Does this help me stay focused on where I'm going or not? Is this legit or not? Is this a business model where people are actually making money? Or is it smoke and mirrors where course creators are the ones making money? That book will teach you to see the entire business opportunity of the internet with the proper perspective. Just imagine a little guru sitting on your shoulder going, Nope, 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 as you're scrolling through different opportunities. And then, Yep, that one fits. That works. That's legit. That's a good community. It's been proven there's hundreds of thousands of people using that strategy successfully right now. You can meet them and hang out with them. It will take you into a good community of good people, good relationships, or just the opposite. No, that's a scam. Avoid it. Run away. That's what the book will do for you. So once you've got that, the C, the E, and the S, that acronym that you can pull out of the book, is consult, expand, sell. That's what the C, the E, and the S stands for. I'm not going to dive real deep into all three of them, But today, the premise of our question was kind of two of those letters. The C is for the more advanced people who are confident, ready to go out, meet with businesses, help them grow. Based on your own experiences, you can go and meet with businesses and offer them all manner of great services because you've learned how to use the internet to make money. You can help them do the same thing. So the C is for a more advanced student. The C, the E, and the S. Okay, let's set the C aside. So in your mind now, we've set the C aside. That's one of the foundational principles we teach you in the silent sales machine book is the C, the E, and the S. We're going to set the C aside, just visually set it aside. We're not going to talk about it in today's episode anymore. I just had to identify what it was so that we could shelve it. And it doesn't surprise you if you go grab the silent sales machine book. So setting it aside, now we've got the E and the S. So a different way to ask the foundational question of today's episode might be this. Hey, I've I've read through the silent sales machine. I see the E, and of course that E means expand. That's a grown audience, or create information products, create products around your passion, create courses, or maybe a website, a membership site, something where the audience is responding to the knowledge you have in your head, and you're monetizing that in some way, E, you're growing an audience, a Facebook group, an email list. We talk about that in the book. That's E, expand. It's all on that foundation of growing an audience of people who care when you open your mouth and create content. It's like this podcast. How useless would this podcast be if I had zero listeners? be a complete waste of my time for sure, and it wouldn't be helping anyone else out. So the question you might have is, hey, I want to start a podcast. How do I grow an audience? How do I handle all the aspects of it? The first question is, where's the audience gonna come from? That's the question. We talk about that in the book, E, of the, remember C-E-S. The E is expand, grow an audience because once you have an audience, there's countless ways you can monetize. It could be a podcast, it could be a Facebook group, it could be an email list, it could be all of the above, it could be a book, it could be courses, any of those. You go to your audience and say, hey, how can I better serve you? And they tell you, that's a golden nugget By the way, there's actually a principle we pound into your head in the Silent Sales Machine book, and that is, until your audience has told you what they want, don't guess. You'll never fail again in business if you take this advice. We're talking about the E right now, expanding an audience. If you want to create products for an audience that educate them, entertain them, fill a need in their life somehow, help them avoid pain, help them be fit, whatever it is that you're passionate about. And No, it's not a matter of creating great content. That's not step one. Step one is growing an audience, exposing yourself to a great audience of people who care about what you have to say. Maybe it's a, just a free booklet. Maybe it's something you don't want to put all your time, effort, and energy into building a beautiful course or a long book before you've identified your audience. So that's as much as I'm going to explain about what the E is. Next, I need to explain what the S is. And again, if you get the silent sales machine book, this stuff will be super clear in your mind. You'll be able to distinguish these very, very easily and answer this question probably as well as I can today on this episode. But if we're gonna compare the E to the S, now the S model, that stands for, of course, sell stuff, S, sell stuff. That can be as simple as, as you've heard me talk about on this podcast many times, putting an ad in a local... Craigslist or Facebook group or whatever saying, Hey, I sell stuff online. I can sell whatever you got. I'm experienced selling stuff online. Let me sell it for you. You've spent no money and now you've got inventory to sell. That's one of about 50 ideas that we teach inside the proven Amazon course, everything from the beginner, basic, simple stuff that costs you no money up to the advanced developing your own brand. That's a sellable asset for millions or tens of millions of dollars. We've got this library of content inside the Proven Amazon course that's based on how to sell stuff online. So back to the original question with all that foundation laying that I've just done. And maybe you skipped over all of it and you're just saying, okay, what were you talking about again, Jim? Because I've laid a lot of foundation here. I get it. The foundational question was, hey, should I be selling stuff online? Just following this Proven Amazon course strategies that you guys teach and putting some money predictably in the bank Or should I pursue this passion project that I've always had in mind, or this topic that I've been educated and experienced on, this blog I've always wanted to launch, this YouTube channel content thing I've been wanting to do, should I do that instead? And I'm going to answer this several different ways, and I'm going to reference back to the comments that were made in the recent Facebook post that I just told you about as well, where I solicited this community for help on this topic. And I'm scrolling back to make sure I find it here. I'm actually looking at my computer live while we're doing this. There it is. Okay, so the first question anytime I'm asked an or question, it's like, do you want this or do you want that? This is just basic, I don't know, let's call it logic skills. Never allow yourself to be forced into an or situation unnecessarily. Now, in some cases, you can't have it both ways but that's not nearly as often as people will tell us. You know, Some examples you've heard me talk about on this podcast before were things like, okay, do you want to be a great husband and dad? Or do you want to have a great income? Because you can't do both. Well, I reject your premise. I think I can do both very well. I think I'm a living example along with tens of thousands of other great men in our community who are doing exactly that, and the same could be said for the ladies. Do you want to be a great mom and wife, or do you want to be a great income provider for your family? I mean, it it works both ways. You don't have to accept the premise. I reject that or. I replace it with an and, and I say yes. Do you want to be a great spouse and provider for your family? Yes, I do. And that's how I proceed forward with that topic, I reject your or, I replace it with my and. And that's probably where I want to start with this question. Should I be selling stuff on Amazon or should I be launching this little side project thing that could turn into something someday? Yes. Yes to both. Why do just one? Why not both? And I I wish I could have you remind me, I don't want to forget, towards the end of this episode, I'm going to give you a little lesson that I just learned a couple days ago, powerful Bible-based concept that will help you eliminate procrastination. Learned it from my good friend Daniel Lappin on a recent episode of his podcast, which is phenomenal. And so, tap me on the shoulder as we start to wind up this episode, and I will remind you. I will. I will share with you. I made myself a little note, but let me forget how to. Avoid procrastination on these little projects that you know you should tackle, these things you know you should do, these things you know if you did them would take you to the next level of where you need to be and where you should be, but you just kind of keep putting them off. Exactly how to conquer that. We're going to talk about that because that may be a necessary component because I know there's people out there saying, well, I can't do both. Jim, you don't understand. I can't possibly do both. And granted, there's probably 5% of our listeners, they truly couldn't tackle both at the same time. They couldn't tackle starting an Amazon business, selling physical product and having that passion side project, creating content because they spend zero time in entertainment, watching TV, goofing off, zero. They're working, you know, is to the full capacity that they possibly can taking care of the obligations that they have to take care of. And they've got literally zero free time in their life. I've met a handful of those people. You can do it as a human for a season don't let it go longer than that, then you're not capable of it. You will burn out. But if you truly have no extra capacity in your life, then you can't do both. The rest of us, we can do both. Absolutely, we can do both. So that's my first question is, hey, why not take a shot at both? Why not take a shot at a very predictable, proven, I mean, you've heard us say, and we've referenced the statistics straight from Amazon and verified by third parties, tens of thousands of people. It was it was 50,000 plus people put half a million dollars or more in sales through Amazon last year. 50,000 people. Okay, that's not counting the people who did seven figures or eight figures. They're all in there too. That's a lot of people doing really, really well selling on Amazon. So this isn't some new theory of something that might work or maybe it's worked for a handful of people. No, this is mainstream mega trend the numbers are all pointing in a good direction. Right now, online shopping is 10% of retail. It's going to be 15, 20, 25%. That's hundreds of billions of new spending. The opportunity is huge. It's predictable. It's proven. The only challenge is some people think it's boring. Oh, I'm so sorry. Was it boring making an extra $1,000 last week? I'm sorry it was boring for you. I'm sorry you weren't interested in the, the products that you sold. Hey, you know what? Suck it up. Because what I've discovered is once you serve customers really well and do it profitably, what happens eventually is you get excited about it. Some of the people that used to think, oh, selling products on Amazon, that's boring. Now they're speaking on stage and you can't shut them up. They're fired up. It changed their life. It saved their marriage. They bought a house and and they love it. They want to teach other people all about it because they're excited. Why? Because Suddenly they like Amazon and they didn't yesterday? No, because when you're making a profit, serving people well, that's something to get excited about. It doesn't matter what the business is. So now this Amazon thing can start to compete with the passion that you have for that side project. That 14th century poetry blog you've always wanted to start. This could be just as interesting as that. But the thing about the Amazon opportunity is it's a huge predictable, proven, established, bright future, mega trend. And I told you I would tell you why I'm excited about Amazon. I'm doing it right now. I promised you early. Like I didn't wake up one day excited about Amazon. I noticed the trends, the purpose that we had in starting this company, the educational side of this company. And for me as well, when I wanted to be home with my family and kids, I put on this, these glasses and I said, okay, I'm going to look at the the whole internet, all the business opportunities through these lenses, which opportunity provides the most long-term stability. It is a valuable service to the customers where I can make a profit, where I can stay ahead of the competition. It's ease of entry. I can do it part-time. It's flexible enough where I could travel the world if I wanted to, just take my internet connection and go. I could move the business anywhere in the world anytime I wanted to. I started looking for businesses that met All of those standards that I wanted to put in place. And the one that jumped to the top, now 20 years ago, the one on top was eBay. It didn't quite meet all my restrictions. There were a few things there that like, you know, I had to ship, you have to ship your own inventory if you sell on eBay. That's it, it's you or you have to hire someone to do it. You can't leave for vacation you have to turn off all your listings. Well, not so with Amazon. That's what made Amazon so beautiful from a seller's perspective was, it solved all those last little issues that eBay had left on our shoulders. Amazon took them for a small fee, took all those issues off our shoulders. It became the most legitimate, stable, profitable, long-term growth, proven, mega trend, anyone who wants to do it can do it, opportunity, and from my vantage point, in the history of the world. I've never seen anything like it. Some people would say, well, real estate. I'm like, yeah, I know a lot of people that do really well with real estate. I also know a lot of people that lose hundreds of thousands of dollars because they didn't know what they were doing. They get in over their head, half-finished houses, run out of financing cash flow issues. But the Amazon, there's no big checks that you have to write and then cross your fingers and hope it works out six to eight months from now. You just don't have to do it. You can gradually step in, slowly build, get your momentum. At no point are you having sleepless nights over big risks that you've taken. There's no deadlines. That you have to sweat about. It's just a nice, slow growth pattern, this nice linear upward to the right chart line that as long as you're doing the steps, it just kind of keeps going. Yeah, there'll be bumps in the road. Welcome to business. My goodness. But here's the thing for some perspective. It's never been easier in the history of the world. It's never been easier for anyone who's willing to follow the steps and do what they're told to do to make profitable income. And at that point, it sounds a lot like some kind of network marketing pitch or multi-level marketing pitch. All you got to do is recruit a few people. Well, we know that model doesn't work. That's why we don't teach it. That's why we don't get excited about it. Half the people in a network marketing at any, any given time aren't doing well. Now you got the other half that are doing great. And there's some great companies out there. I'm not knocking it. I'm not in any myself. I doubt I ever will be again. I used to be, but I didn't see it working out for the masses the way the Amazon opportunity is. It's a real business that you can sell. You have an asset that you can sell. You can build it over time. You can build a brand. It's your own company, your own brand. There's no recruiting needed. You don't have to convince anybody that this is a great business. Just build it yourself. You don't have to recruit others in. Although we have a lot of people that love talking about it, that's not required in order for you to grow a huge business serving your customers well. Okay, so it may feel like I'm getting a little scattered here, but I'm not. Let me recap. The premise of today's show was this question. Hey, should I be focusing on this passion project, this book, this course, these videos I want to create based on this knowledge in my head, this website I want to develop based around people in my my career arena? You know, I think I could help them. Maybe I'm getting older and I think I could teach the younger people some things. You know, should I focus on that or should I focus on this Amazon thing? My first question was reject the or, if at all possible, and use an and, right? Use the and. My next answer is, hey, if you're going to use the and, keep in mind how simple this Amazon thing is. And because of its simplicity, because of how powerful it can be, you could find yourself equally as passionate about Amazon as you are this other passion project that you have going on. Does that make sense? Now, what I'm going to do right now is transition just a little bit to make sure that you're thinking properly about that E opportunity. And remember that, what that E is. Do you remember what the E stands for in CES? That's the three major areas we go into in the silent sales machine book, the C, the E, and the S. Now we set the C aside earlier. Do you remember what the E is? That's expand. So before we launch into something that requires you to expand your audience, let's talk a little bit about what the reality is of expanding an audience looks like. It's not something that you build it and they will come. This isn't Kevin Costner Field of Dreams, guys. Just because you build a beautiful baseball stadium doesn't mean people are going to come and sit in the seats. If you put all your work and hard work and passion and blood and sweat and tears into that novel, there's a good chance it's going to be you and one friend that ever reads it. We've all heard those stories. We've seen it happen. Now, on the other side of the bell curve, there's people who create great content and put years blood, sweat, tears work into it, and a lot of people end up checking it out. Here's the difference, though. You've got to find your audience first. It's Even a concept, I mentioned it earlier, it's called FYA, find your audience. I pound this and pound this, it's worth mentioning a second time. If you haven't found your audience, FYA, before you create products, odds are, you're wasting your time. I even use the analogy in the, in the silent sales machine book of a, of a young man who's pretty good on guitar who decides he's going to strap his guitar on his back, put some clothes in a bag, and hitchhike to Nashville because he's going to be the next country music star. A lot of great stories start that way. Millions of tragic stories start that way. That's the same thing you're doing if you decide to create your content before you found your audience. You're taking a big risk. It could be a total waste of time. So the big question is, Jim, how do I find my audience? Great question. Not one that I'm going to cover on today's episode because there's many, many good ways to do it. And the Silent Sales Machine book, again, has many great strategies for you, as well as the book that's sold at uh, 101freemarketing.com. We haven't talked about that book in quite some time. Now, it's, the book was written in 2011. But I've had people coming up to me as recently as a couple of weeks ago saying, wow, I love that book. We're using strategies from that book. I was at lunch just, what, four or five days ago with someone who said, yeah, we read that recently. We're using all kinds of ideas from that book to improve uh, our customer retention and finding new customers for our business. Right, And we're we're talking about a very healthy seven-figure business in downtown Indianapolis. And they're using it all the time, they said. They reference it constantly. So it's a very relevant book that will help you find an audience. But it's going to be slow going. It's going to take time. It's going to take persistent effort. You're going to have to create content. You're going to have to serve your audience well. You're going to have to feel passionate about it. Well, even when you're not getting any results, very few people grow an audience rapidly overnight. Now, there's some things we've done and had some success with on Facebook, and we've done some really super cool rapid stuff. But it's not the deep kind of topics that you build a long-term loyal audience that can't wait to see what you're going to do next. That just takes time. We're not, you're not going to magically change the definition of trust by being energetic and entertaining. Trust is consistency plus time. You can be super consistent, but if you've only been consistent for a week, yeah, that's not really consistent. You've got to be consistent for months, for years. So what looks like overnight success of this podcast, for example, this is probably a decent story to tell at this point, I jumped into a podcasting group shortly after launching this podcast a couple of years ago and the numbers were just ridiculous. I I didn't have the perspective on what was good and what wasn't. I didn't know what to expect. But I jumped in and we're a top 20 business show on iTunes and we've got all these listeners and I'm showing these charts. And I jumped into this group for new podcasters And I was just going to bounce some ideas around and they were like, holy cow, how did you get so many people so fast? It looked like an overnight success. Launch day one by episode six or seven. We've got just tons of downloads. How'd you do it? Well, I said, the secret ingredients is to serve an audience really, really well for 15 years, giving them great content, changing lives, caring, legitimately caring, in my case, praying for getting on the phone with coaching and counseling for free hour upon hour because you're passionate and you care. And then once your audience is really big, you launch a podcast. Like, oh, that's not a tip. I'm like, I know there's no shortcut to consistency and trust. It takes time. It just, it takes time. So if you're building an audience of people who care what you have to say, you're going to need their trust. That's going to take time. That's why I think we kind of default back. If I was drawing a decision chart here, all paths lead back to Are you sure you want to leave Amazon out of the equation? Because my goodness, this is a great opportunity. And anyone with a little bit of spare time can do it. Just in the past four or five days, some of the testimonials we've had. There's one young family. We're going to have them on the podcast here soon at some point. We're actually in the process of booking them right now. They both work full-time. They have kids. They posted a picture in our Facebook group. Their Amazon business is blowing up part-time, Just had a, I was at a five figure week, I think, or I can't remember what it was exactly. You'll see him soon, soon enough. They had the living room full of people, friends that for free, they're just teaching. They're so excited about this works. This is what we do part-time. We're making great money. Even though we both work full-time, our part-time gig together is this, and they're putting money in the bank. They're so excited. They're having people to their house. And I said, Hey, we need to get you on a podcast. That's the kind of people that are in this community. So whatever your excuses are, whatever your plans are, whatever that big dream or vision for the next step, why not incorporate Amazon at least to a degree and cash in on what's arguably the biggest opportunity that's out there? And, it, and I haven't seen anything else that comes close as far as coming in low risk and building something substantial. Okay, I said I was going to offer up, I've got a couple things I promised you that I wanna make sure I deliver before we wrap up this episode. One of them was some of the comments people have left in the Facebook post. And again, you can go in and join that conversation. We'll put a link in the show notes. You can jump in there and join us and offer up your comments and let us know what you think. Tell me what you thought of the episode today, too. I'd love to hear that. Very few people do that, by the way. For the number of listeners we have, it surprises me how few uh, emails I get for any given episode. So if you're thinking, oh, yeah, Jim's busy. He's not going to read my note. Hey, I see all the feedback we get for the podcast, all of it because it's not nearly as much as you might think for the number of listeners that we have. So we'd love to see your feedback, whether it be a private email sent to jimcockrum at gmail.com. That's my personal email, has been for a very long time. Or jump into whatever format you listen to, whatever uh, app, whatever website where you're listening to this, leave us a review there, or jump into our Facebook group and specifically into the the conversation that's happening on this very topic, which there's a link to in the show notes. But before I read some of those comments, I'm going to make myself get in the habit of mentioning, hey, this podcast is now taking sponsors and we've got a list of people lined up that are excited about being a sponsor on this show. We're working out the details. You're going to hear me drop their names from time to time. If you want to be a sponsor, you want to get in front of tens of thousands of excited, creative online sellers, give us a shout We'll show you some of the numbers, we'll talk it over with you, talk a little turkey, and then we'll we'll get you a mention here, assuming it's a great quality product. You better have a great reputation and be serving others well and be able to prove it, or you're not going to be a sponsor on our show. So today's show, let's see, let's sponsor. It's sponsored by, I'm just going to pull one of my own products out, because we haven't actually taken money from any sponsors yet. So my sponsor today is SilentSalesMachine.com, the book that started it all. It's been read by about a million creative online entrepreneurs at this point. If you haven't read it yet, you need to. Hopefully this episode has convinced you of that. So we got great comments on this topic today. Not going to hit all of them, but let's jump in here to, uh, you know, Lisa. A lot of people know Lisa, and it was kind of echoed by Brian as well. Uh, So Lisa Morrison-Larson and and Brian Wampler both said, hey, man, you got to build an audience before you can sell stuff to them. Don't go out there creating a product thinking you're going to find your audience later through some magic marketing. No, find your audience first. FYA, covered that, right? And then uh, Chena, I think I'm pronouncing it right, Conrad, she said she had to get her income above a certain level with something that worked. She had to do whatever it took. Her rule of thumb was if it's not illegal or moral and it makes a profit, I'm in. Meaning her family, her income level is at a point of where she had to do something that worked. Make sure you can support yourself. And then later, maybe pursue a passion if your passion hasn't been replaced with the profitable business that you now find yourself in the middle of. The low-hanging fruit, don't miss it. That's kind of the theme of hers because a lot of people find themselves in a place of desperation. And then Dahlia, she has helped us a lot with the content of the Proven Amazon course. You may have noticed, those of you who've been around a long time, It's coming up on about a year ago. We did a full revamp, remake. We put tens of thousands of dollars into the Proven Amazon course, the layout, the structure, the graphical user interface, making it step by step. Click a button here. It's it's more like using Netflix versus Craigslist now, right? If if you're familiar with those two websites, it's Netflix instead of Craigslist. And the content got a major upgrade as well. And Dalia was one of the ones that helped us. And she also made some great comments on this topic today. She's saying you've got to be fully aware of what skills, resources, and challenges you have at your disposal and kind of score out the different opportunities. Like, do I have the skills to launch a course? You know, just because you have the knowledge in your head, how expensive is it going to be to get that knowledge into a course that's usable? How hard is it going to be to grow an audience? Do I have these skills? Do I have the resources and the time of the talented people even around me? How much research is it going to take? And these are topics, you know, like for example, we have a service that we're launching right now for people who want to launch a podcast. You can find services out there that will do the hard part for you. That's what we're doing with our podcast service, by the way. Send us an email if you're interested in having us help you launch your podcast. Just email support at com or email me personally, jimcockram at gmail.com or go to silentjim.com, the only link you'll ever need. There's a way to contact us there and say, hey, I'm interested in you helping me launch or, or boost my podcast. We have a service because we've done a good job of it. We're like, hey, we could probably help other people use the same tech team that I use to do this podcast. You could use it too. So you only do the parts you want to do and we do the rest. But the point being, like Dalia said, is like, what resources do you have available? Do you know the people who can help you do those parts that you can't or don't want to do yourself? You know, What challenges are you going to encounter along the way? So once you consider the skills and resources you have available, you gotta know how challenging is this? How many steps are there between where you are now and you putting money in the bank? And if we're comparing the E to the S right now, which is what this episode's all about, how hard is it to expand an audience, to find a group of people who care what I have to say, who are gonna buy my course? How tough is the marketing for that? How tough is it to create the website, the course, the content? How hard is that? And you compare that to the S model, S wins every time. If you're green and you're new to all of this, S selling stuff, selling stuff specifically on Amazon, super simple. Now you may think, well, it's beneath me to sell physical product to strangers. I'm a, I'm talented. Don't you know I, I have an MBA? I got a business degree. I'm not, I'm not making fun of anyone, but I'm just saying there's people out there like, well, that's kind of below me. It's... <laughs> You know, and if that's your attitude, you're going to need to fix it. We have people, we have MBAs from major universities. We have doctors, we have former heart surgeons as students in our community. And they've said, wow, you know, I love what I used to do, but I kind of got burnt out. I wasn't passionate about it. It wasn't my true calling. It was time for a change. Now I sell stuff on Amazon. I've got flexibility of time. I can do whatever I want with my free time. I'm making more money than I ever did. If it's a nice day outside, I can go enjoy it with my family. I get to work from home. I can move my business anywhere in the world. So if you're not willing to step into something that isn't taking full advantage of all that money you spent on college, you know, getting your MBA, that's something I can't necessarily help you deal with. But if you're willing to set those things aside and build an incredible business and create the free time where you can pour time into your passion then this is the right community for you. This is the right podcast for you. And I would imagine most people who are still listening to me that we haven't driven away, that's where you are. You're being very realistic about it. And you will meet plenty of people in our community. You know, let me just plot a couple of random names. You know, we've got uh, Jason Tay, Jason and Cinnamon Miles, another couple, you know, Jason and Karen Tay. That's The couples, you know, strong Christians, their product, eh, you know, they're passionate about it somewhat, but the mission behind the product—oh, now that's when they get excited, right? With Jason and Cinnamon, it was doll clothing patterns and designs, and you can read about all about them in the Silent Sales Machine book. But they use that to provide for incredible ministry. My son actually took a mission trip with him and went and saw their operation—just incredible. That's their passion. That's their heartbeat: curing hunger, creating opportunity, some of the poorest areas of the world. And you got Jason making soap. You know, he's not passionate about soap. I mean, you know, he, he's mildly interested, I'm sure, because that's his product and he does it with pride, but he's stopping human trafficking with the proceeds and creating jobs for young ladies who are escaping human trafficking, right? So suddenly soap is exciting because you've attached purpose to it. Does that make sense? So it doesn't matter what your product is. If you attach it to a bigger purpose that serves others really, really well, and hey, making a profit is is a beautiful purpose. Don't get me wrong. Anyone who's selling profitable products, serving others well, you are doing a tremendous service to the world, serving your happy customers. That if you're having trouble being passionate about the physical product you sell, attach it to something more significant to you and make those things happen. For our family, it's an orphanage. You know, we're We're supporting an orphanage in Guatemala, near where our daughter was born, our adopted daughter. And We have full intention of some time, of some day, once our kids are older and we're in a different season of life, having and supporting and building our own. And I don't care what kind of widgets I got to sell to happy customers between now and then to make those things happen. Does that make sense? So instead of building your life around your passions, how about you build it around serving others well passionately? Then you got a lot more options on the table. So that's kind of how I answer these questions. We had some great input from so many people in our community, this, this conversation, I expect it'll grow because as I'm recording this, the conversation's only a couple hours old, we had several people jump in, but we had several people say, hey, this is an excellent question, you know, one that they've personally debated and thought through and struggled with a little bit, so hopefully you found it very helpful. I promised you one other thing today, and that was a tip to destroy procrastination on a project that you know you should complete or get done before i do that here's one last comment from stephen fry don't spread yourself too thin that's that's good if you try to do it all at once yeah that's too much there are just even the proven amazon course itself we heard from someone we heard from someone probably a couple times a week that say things like well i'm almost all the way through the proven amazon course i can't wait to start soon no 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 you'll never get through the proven amazon course it's kind of like the golden gate bridge in san francisco you know have you ever heard how they paint that they start at one end and they paint the bridge. And then when they get all the way to the other side of the bridge painting it, the same crew goes back and starts over and paints it again. And they just do that over and over again. Because by the time you get to the one end with, with the paint, <laughs> it needs painted again on the other side. A proven Amazon course is the same way. You're never going to finish it. It's always improving, always been updated, more creative ideas, more changes in the marketplace. You're always going to be learning. You're always going to be painting. It's not a course you finish and then go start your business. You start the course and you start your business the same day. Then you grow the knowledge in your head and you grow your business at the same time. We've been fed some bad messages about what it means to get ready to grow a business. We've been taught that you go and you educate yourself and you get your degree and maybe your MBA and you take all these courses and books and accounting and marketing and all this finance, blah, 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 stuff your head, pass the tests and then you go start a business. No, I'm telling you, start your business today. Learn as you go. But what about this red tape? What about this document? What about this government agency? No, sign up for an Amazon account and start your business. Start selling stuff today. Figure out the rest as you have momentum. Because there's something about putting some money in the bank that gets you excited, that gives you the energy you need to investigate. Do I need a business license? Yes or no? You have the energy to tackle. So don't spend all your days spinning your wheels. But the good point that Stephen Fry made, and I mentioned his name, I wanna make sure I emphasize it is if you spread yourself too thin, it's not a good move. Inside the Proven Amazon course, there are many different modules. Always new modules being added. Do not become an expert at all of them. It'll never happen. They're constantly being approved, updated, and edited, purged out, replaced. New ones coming in, old ones coming out. New successful strategies coming on the horizon. Don't spin your wheels trying to figure it all out before you get started. All you need is the Amazon 101 section, which we do sell separately for those who are interested. Amazon 101course.com, but that's where we start you out in the Proven Amazon course if you buy the full course because it's super simple. Let's go get some stuff, put it on Amazon and sell it. You can see how this thing works. Step two, let's get a little more creative about how we source. Let's get a little more profitable. Let's scale this thing, right? Okay, so hopefully that you've found all that helpful. I've got one last example I need to share with you. Then I got a bolt. I got a conference call coming up here in a minute, actually planning our September... Conference. That's the call I've got right after this. I've I've got to wrap this up quick, but we're going to be talking about the details of the event. Go to theprovenconference.com. I'm going to stick it in the show notes. I'm making myself a note. Theprovenconference.com. If tickets aren't on sale yet, put yourself uh, on the notification list. And any chance you have to get on our Messenger notification list, that's Facebook Messenger, do so. We won't spam you, we won't hound you. But it's a great way to avoid missing important messages. It's just a little more reliable than email. So there's a little tip. So go to theprovenconference.com. Our September event is coming up. You can get the dates. You can see a little bit about where we're going to be. And tickets will be going on sale soon. As I'm recording this, they may already be by the time this, gets, this episode gets published. Let's talk about procrastination. And this is the biblical truth. And I won't go into the details of the biblical truth behind this. It was towards the end of March 2019. It was one of the uh, Daniel Lappin's podcast episodes. Just brilliant stuff. It's it's a way to trick your mind into tackling a hard project that you've been putting off. And it's so simple to explain. And Daniel Lappin dove into the biblical principle behind it and he explained in depth, but I'm I'm not going to do it too, but it was such a cool powerful illustration. But here's the tip. Let's just jump right to the good stuff. If you want to stop procrastination, you want to finally tackle that project you've been putting off, here's how you do it. Whatever time you set your alarm for, typically you set your alarm for two to three hours earlier than that. At some point, doesn't have to be tomorrow morning, but at some point within the next few days, you circle on your calendar, you mentally prepare yourself. That's the day I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. instead of 8 a.m. Maybe 5 a.m. instead of 9 a.m. Whatever it is, two to three, maybe even four hours, depending on what you're used to just get yourself up, force yourself up super early. And what you're going to do once you've jumped up earlier than you're used to, it's gonna feel very different if you don't get up early that often. It's, you know, if you haven't never have gotten up earlier than you are used to in a while, it feels different, you're familiar with that. There's something going on inside of your brain that isn't typical, and that is a very powerful opportunity for you to say, okay, that's the point where I'm gonna jump in and tackle that project. And then do it as often as you're comfortable, he didn't go into a whole lot in depth as to how often you do it. You know, most, a lot of projects we put off, it's, you know, two or three hours, we've knocked it out. So this is, maybe it's just a one-time thing that as often as you're comfortable, now I'm not saying start getting up at earlier every day. I'm saying that one time, it's a special thing. And if it doesn't happen very often at all, it's going to be a powerful motivational force inside of you that takes over and you can knock that project out. Have I tried it yet myself? Kind of. I have because when I've been training for my long runs by default, I had to, it was necessary for me to get up earlier because I I couldn't start my, I've done a few 20 mile runs. That takes some time and that can eat into your day. So rather than interfere with my business day and my family life and everything I had planned, I'm like, well, I just, I guess I just got to get up super early. The feeling of accomplishment of getting up super early and knocking something like that out, it's irreplaceable. So yeah, I have tried it, but I haven't tried it with a business task yet. So I've got some stuff I've been procrastinating, maybe a few things that I need to get done. Maybe some things that you could jot down, write it down on your calendar. This is the day I'm going to get up super early with the purpose of, and, and in advance, tackle. write it down like step one, two, three, and four. These are the things I'm going to do to tackle that project in this order. I'm going to make it happen. And then when my normal wake up time rolls around, I set it aside. I'm done with it maybe I got to do it again next time to keep it rolling. But once you have that momentum, you know, getting started is the hardest part. So hopefully I would love to hear that one, you are using that strategy. Let me know how it went. Drop me a note. And two, hey, go check out my good buddy Daniel Lappin's podcast. Follow him on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and let him know that you appreciate that. from time to time when I drop little hints from his show into this show. And uh, he spoke at one of our events. It's been a while back. Did a great job. And I'm actually in the middle of a Bible study with a bunch of local business building warrior friends going through one of his books, which is super cool. That's why so fresh on my mind right now in regards to these topics. But hopefully this has been helpful to you. So if you're kicking around, hey, you know, should I start an Amazon business or should I do this other income opportunity over here, this other cool internet project, this other book or passion project that I've had on my mind, which should I do? Hopefully we've helped you process through some of that and you feel more confident now in the decision that you're going to make. And keep this in mind. We're here for you and with you, regardless of which way you go. We love helping internet-based business building warriors, no matter where you're at. Amazon's exciting, yes, but we do course creation and blogs and podcasting and consulting. I mean, we've got it all rocking around here. So if we can help you with any of that, our community, our team, our coaches, we stand by ready to help you. I'm doing some exciting consulting gigs right now with some folks here in town, You know, helping them launch podcasts and helping them launch apps and all kinds of incredible fun projects that we've gotten into. So I'm not just about Amazon and you don't have to be either. But if you're looking for the low-hanging fruit, nothing beats it. All right, God bless you, business building warrior. I got to wrap this episode up and jump on that conference call about our big event coming up in September, the Proven Conference. Be there, plan on it, I can give you a little hint that's not on that page. Prices are going to be very attractive this year because the venue we've secured, while it's beautiful, is ridiculously less expensive than what we've paid for in the past. So that's really cool. We're going to pass those savings on to the attendees this year. You're going to love the ticket prices. All right. Hope to see you there. And I will definitely talk to you again very, very soon on the next episode of Silent Sales Machine. God bless. Talk to you then.